Hogan. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. I would be honored if you played football for this team. The football gods are always on the bear's shoulder. Go Bears! Boy, that escalated quickly. From NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Hogue. Are there any signs that there's a bigger issue of disrespect? Is Jordan Love bad? And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. It's clear to me that they're going to make him earn that left tackle spot. There's some good signs there. It's okay to be excited. It's The Adams. The Adams converge. Hogan Johns. And we are underway. What is up? Welcome in. We are back. We are wearing black. It's the blackout day for the White Sox. I planned this. I don't know if you did, Johnsy, but uh, you got your nice uh, athletic shirt on. Yes. Well, I'm just supporting the athletic, being a Cubs fan. I, well, no, you could support the White yeah, Sox. Get yeah. out of here with this nonsense. No, go ahead and win. It's fine. Go ahead and win. It's fine. Well, I don't know if they will, but, uh, <laughs> you know, at least they got one. Uh, you know, in, in 16, I was... I was a White Sox fan, but I wanted the Cubs to win for all the people in my life like you who care about them, and I want them to be happy. Why is it so hard for Cubs fans to do the same thing? Well, it, well just consider me indifferent, I guess. <laughs> that, I... That's yes, a great that, way to put it, I feel like, right? That is like, a good way to describe you, actually. Indifferent? <laughs> towards baseball in general. It's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. You yes. got any hockey talk for us? You know, it's early. It's early. I believe the Blackhawks... <laughs> Uh, the puck drops on their season. How would you like that? The puck drops on their season on Wednesday, I believe. Jonathan Taze is back. That's all I and got. And that's, that's all your hockey that's talk all I got. for the podcast. And Welcome in. Uh, John's is back. I am somehow back from Vegas. It was quite the travel weekend for me. Um, how was Boston? Awesome. Yeah? Awesome. Yeah. I love Boston. Great town. Great time to be there. A lot of things happening. Boston Marathon was on Monday. Um, but yeah, feels good to be back, man. I watched the hall, uh, the full game yesterday, two days ago, two days ago. See, I'm losing my mind. Wait, not the quite, Boston, n- not quite back. Yes, the Boston Marathon was back. It the was same like their, weekend as the Chicago Marathon. Yes, usually not like that. It was like a I res- thought they do it Patriots Day. It's like the rescheduled version of. Well, the last one was canceled because of the pandemic. Oh, they didn't even do it in the spring. Okay, I didn't know yes. that. Yes, so it was back sense. on Monday. So the city was happening. Yeah. Um, all right, well, it was quite the weekend uh, in Las Vegas, too, and the Chicago Bears getting their big win and some fallout from that, including the team they played. Their head coach is no longer the head coach. Crazy Monday uh, with the John Gruden stuff and the emails coming out. Boy, that's something, isn't it, that uh, you have this giant investigation into the Washington football team. Not a single email comes out on the owner. But, uh, you know, this this John Gruden stuff starts to come out, and all of a sudden, all these emails magically show up. I'm not defending anything that he said, or he deserved to have to resign. But it's just, boy, the NFL can be a crazy uh, world to live in, huh? Well, I would imagine there's got to be some more fallout coming for the Washington organization itself now, right? I know I Bruce think Allen's so. out. Oh, there's got there's like sixty thousand emails or something but like Johns, that. Johns, they already ruled on the thing. Did they? I must yes. have missed that this morning. Well, you know why you missed it? Because they didn't do anything. They basically Dan Snyder got away with the whole thing. It's unbelievable. And now you got you know, and they didn't release a single email from it. And now, oh, it's very convenient. They uh, you know, John Gruden 
Well, you know, hey, let's get these emails out. And, and and again, I'm not defending. The emails are awful, deplorable. And I, I, the the number one thing is like I, because I already had some people text me yesterday, and and I get the conversation. Well, does everything you say ten years ago should that always be held? Well, you know what? If it's horrible, then probably yes. But at the same time, I I, I don't even think it's as much about that as it is. He has a locker room now. He has. A, a locker room that's majority African-American is the only openly gay player in the league. How do you look those guys in the eye on a daily basis and earn their respect with what came out? I just don't know how that's possible. And so I, that's why I think he had no choice but to resign. Yeah, absolutely. What Year four of his 10-year contract? Yeah. Right? This is year four of that massive, what was it, 10-year, $100 million contract. The guy with the Raiders, like, unseen before. Quite the way to go out in, in full disgrace. Yes. And, and uh, you know, the guy that traded Khalil Mack, too. Can't feel good, good about the whole thing if you're a Raiders fan. Man. Hopefully they let Mike Mayock actually run the show now. Because I think he's a pretty good GM. and But he's kind of always undercut by John Gruden. So... Um, well, that was certainly the Raiders side of things. What a week it was for them. They go from 3-0 and last week. They're on Monday Night Football. They're 3-0. and They lose. These emails start to come out late in the week. Um, then they lose to the Bears. You have to wonder if there was, you know, if that was a distraction already, what was going on. Um, and then Monday, John Gruden's out. So in terms of weeks you can have as an NFL franchise, boy, that's a... That's as tough as it gets. Fortunately for the Chicago Bears, things trending in the other direction. And this podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together with the best of live and on demand. Learn more at directtv.com. And hopefully you were able to watch the Bears on DirecTV Stream the other day because it was, that was, you know, Johns, I got to say, you missed a good one. Like you missed one of the better played complimentary football games we've seen from this team in a long time. So maybe you're the problem is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, 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 I cannot be the problem if I pick them. <laughs> Number one, you get that Patrick Finley. That is true. I believe someone else from another competitor picked them as well. Colleen Kane. Come on, Patrick Finley. Um, Pat picked them. Did he? He did. I think Jason Leisure picked them. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I wasn't impressed. Like, even going into the game, you know, forget all the Gruden stuff for a second. Like, their wins, who did they beat? Them? Uh, the Dolphins? And yep. why am I blanking on the other team? But they, well, they, they, they were no longer impressive Char- to me. No, they lost to the Chargers. They, they, uh, they beat the Ravens on Monday Night Football. That was a good win. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. Um, the Ravens, actually, Lamar Jackson played a phenomenal football game last night. Did you watch that one? Just wow. Um, uh, I was on the plane. Uh, fortunately, was able to watch overtime. But um, one of my favorite players yeah. to watch in the league, one of my son's favorite players, like he's got him on his fantasy team, drafted him in the first round. So big morning in the Johns household, <laughs> celebrating a Ravens win for my younger son, who's Lamar Jackson's one of his favorite players. But um, I don't know. I, I, I just even going into like even looking at it, like going into that game, I, I had no faith. In the Raiders being serious, I just had good vibes about the Bears too. But that's my analysis that I didn't get to use after the the Bears win over the Raiders in Las Vegas. How how was that stadium, by the way? You know, it was cool. It's it's um 
it's perfect for Vegas. Like it's 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 really close to the strip. Depending on where you are on the strip, you can walk there. Um, like if you're down at the end with the Luxor, Mandalay Bay, those types of properties, you can just walk right across the highway and you're there. Um, you know, for us, it was like a short Uber. So it, it's, it's, you know what I, w- I would say? It's, it's, um, it's like U.S. Bank Stadium light. Okay. You know, or on a more extreme end, SoFi Stadium light. Like it's not, it's not it, to the same level as SoFi. I don't think any stadium's probably going to be. No. Um, but it was nice. And I really liked how um, the one end where the flame thing is, it opens up a huge glass wall and looks right out at the strip. So that looks, it's just cool. I, and there's the one thing, I, and I've actually put this in my 10 Bears Things column too, since it's like any stadium we go visit now that's new, there's a relevant uh, connection to the Bears and what they're going to do. Um, the one thing I appreciate about some of these new stadiums like SoFi and Allegiant Stadium and U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis is even though there's a roof on top, and SoFi is not completely enclosed, but there is a roof, there's a lot of natural daylight that still gets in. So you don't feel like you're inside a dome during a day game. You know, it's, maybe that's just me. Not but like that, the Superdome where you know for sure you're absolutely in like a right. UFO. <laughs> you're like in a dark yeah. dome. Yes. And the lighting, in fact, there is no lighting up at the top. Like you, it's just, it's, it sucks. Something, uh, when I looked at all your pictures or, or the pictures that people were tweeting from the game, I'm like, this looks like something that could be built in a certain piece of property in the northwest <laughs> suburbs of Chicago. Yeah. Um, because that stadium, correct me if I'm wrong, was built on a, the, a third of the land that the Bears are in the stages of purchasing in early tonight. Yeah, and it's funny because with all the big properties on the Las Vegas Strip... It just looks like another building there. Yeah. You know, it's it's unique. It stands out. You see it. But it fits right in with the rest of the Las Vegas Strip. And a little bit farther north is the um, the place where the, the Las Vegas Knights play. The T-Mobile Arena where the fight was the other night, too. And that's right there, too. It's like connected to one of the hotels. It, 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 they've done a good job there. Uh, personally, I like U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis more. I, I just think it's brighter it feels i don't know how to explain it. it just it also thought it was i've been to a game i know i mentioned this before i've been in a game in the stands at us bank stadium and it just so loud so like that's the big debate for me and it's going to be the probably the biggest debate with the new stadium is do you put a roof on it or not right and can you pull off a retractable roof which costs way more money having been at us bank stadium and even allegiant stadium the other day the difference was the crowd is like 50-50 split. I think if you if you do it right and make it unique enough, because I just the one problem with some of these dome stadiums is they get too cookie cutter. You got you gotta make them unique. That's why I like the Viking Stadium. They got the horn, they got like it's a show. They got the it's just the pomp and circumstance around the whole thing is very unique to that team. And you can do that with the Bears as well. And it's so loud. Like to me, that is such a better home field advantage than whatever this idea of bear weather is. And it's so nice to just be able to park your car in December, two blocks away, leave your coat in the car, come into the stadium, not have to worry about it, and just be comfortable. Like, and, and to me, that I 
is and then during the day games, as long as there's natural light that comes in, you don't feel like you're in a dark dome, then who cares about the weather aspect or the roof being on top? I just feel like there's so many more advantages these days to having a roof. If you could pull off a retractable one, great, but I don't think you necessarily need it. And if the Bears are serious about this, we'll get back to the game in a second, and if the Bears are serious about this, they can make a lot more money if they have the dome on it because they can hold concerts in yes. the winter as opposed to nothing <laughs> if it's open. Now, they're not going to be able to do it for a second. They're not going to be able to do what the Raiders do with their field, which is a grass field that they actually roll outside to grow. Um, and then when UNLV plays there, they put on they put the field turf down. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy that they could do funny. that. Um, well, Glendale like, has that too. Yeah, with the field that rolls out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tottenham has that too in London, but they actually managed to pull the field out over the yeah, other one. Crazy. I forget that's which one's crazy. on top. It's crazy, but I, it's. Uh, I that's think the, I think the football field's on top and the pitch is underneath. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, I mean, whatever. The Bears used to play on the AstroTurf at Soldier Field. So people forget that. Yeah, it's. I don't care about the and and and, and those players would probably probably love to have a nice field turf field out there that's a little bit more reliable than the uh, grass they slip on every single week. So anyway, yeah, it, enough about the stadiums, but um, it is cool to see another one and. Um, you know, it's a good fit for Vegas. I think the Bears can do a little bit better. That was kind of my co- conclusion. And I would look more towards U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis as sort of like the ideal situation. But um, as far as the game goes, we didn't really get your impression. So why don't, why don't you tell us what you thought? Great defense. Love what Sean Desai is doing with the pass rush. Just inventive and attacking Teams in so many different ways. I love how he gets Khalil Mack on these great matchups inside. You love to see his production. Robert Quinn is having quite the uh, bounce-back season, I would say. Roquan Smith seemed everywhere on that field. It was good to see Danny Trevathan play a little bit. I think it was only like 10 snaps or something like that. I think Jalen Johnson is one of the best young cornerbacks in the league. I think Sean Desai is using him exceptionally well. And then the, the running game. Look, Justin Fields had that great third down conversion over the middle. Yeah. Like that laser to who was it? Um, Darnell was it Mooney. Darnell Mooney. The third, for, the third and 12. That was a big play. 12. Um, but I, I, I said this going into the game. What is that, Tuesday? Like, I, I always like Khalil Herbert. Like, watching that game, I felt like all oh, Bears fans are going to love this kid. He looked that good in training camp. Now you get to see him behind the starting offensive line. The Bears draft running backs quite well. Can we, can we point that out? Like, think about that. Even if Jordan Howard is no longer in, the, in this league, he was a productive player for a little bit. He, he was a Montgomery. good draft pick. Yes. Yeah. For a fifth rounder, Tariq Cohen, fourth round. David Montgomery, third. Khalil Herbert, I know it's only his first call breakout game, if you will, but not bad for a six-round pick. Looked like he belonged. I want to ask you this question. I, I ended up leading my 10 things with it. Are you buying what Matt Nagy is saying about kind of settling into that role as a head coach. Yeah. I, because, um, because we know how much play calling means to him, and we know how tempted he'll probably be maybe in the future to go back to doing it. But I actually want to believe him. Yeah. When he kind of, when he, it seems like, it, I didn't feel this way last year. 
I felt like last year he still didn't like it. He still wanted to have a huge hand in the offense. And by the way, he still does have a huge hand in the play calling. Or I'm sorry, with the game planning. I, I Watching him with my binoculars over the last two weeks, I don't think that he is... He's certainly still talking to Bill Lazor, and he's certainly probably still having some type of input on what's being called in certain situations. But I do feel like he is more detached from the offense than he was last year when he's not calling the plays and more in tune with the entire team. And that's me watching him, observing him when he's not on TV from my binoculars upstairs, which we didn't really necessarily get to do last year a whole lot because of COVID. He is over with the defense. He is talking to, you know, defensive players or Chris Tabor or special teams. Like he's all over the place. And I I feel like the Bears have upgraded in two coaching spots. Like the offensive coordinator's better, the play calling's better, and their head coach is now better. He's a better head coach. And I've I know you and I see eye to eye in this. We've always felt like he can be and is a pretty good head coach. He just kind of gotta get got Got to stop trying to be the OC at the same time. And I feel like it has made a difference. And the most important thing, which goes back to the root of my question to you, Johns, is is he really accepting that? Is he really understanding the benefits of it? And is it something that sticks? I mean, I think it sticks for the rest of this year, but even beyond that. Well, I guess what I would say to that is I want to see more. Like with Matt Nagy, it's just like prove it. Continue yeah, to prove sure. it. All right? Yes, he looks more invested in the rest of his team, which is odd to say for a head coach, right? Like, because he's the coach of the whole team, not just the offense, but that's his offense. But, you know, I'm sure leading up to the game, like you said, game planning, huge role in what they want to do philosophically heading into whatever matchup, right? Huge role. Very influential. Probably the most influential guy. Like, I'm, I'm sure... I don't, I don't want to compare it to John Fox because I think Matt Nagy's more open-minded on certain things, but there are some similarities that, that you could point out, right? Um... To me, it's just prove it. It's with Bill Lazor, too. Continue to prove it. Because I think Bill Lazor is a track record, too. It's with Andy Dalton, right? There are certain limitations to to where he was or what he did as an offensive coordinator. Now, maybe Justin Fields, give him some time, some experience, and some growing pains to go through. We'll take Bill Lazor's play calling to another level that Andy Dalton just could not in his previous stops in Cincinnati. So we'll see. It's just... The sample size is still small to me is what I'm getting at, but I do think there are some positive signs of what's afoot for the Bears right now. Yeah, I think that's why, you know, I was kind of asking, like, are you buying it? Because, yes, you're right. It's only been a couple games. One of them was against the Lions, and they still can do more Like, Matt Nagy's the one who has to buy it, right? Like, yes. did you see the video of him walking off the field, like, pointing to the fans and stuff like that? Did you see that one? I think the Bears put it out. I don't think I saw like, that. Like, no. at the very end, like, he is, you know, he's, like, thanking the fans, pointing to him uh, as he's leaving uh, the Field of Legion Stadium. Then he gives, like, one of those massive fist pumps that he gives. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Like, like his, celebra- his touchdown celebration fist pump, his, his boom fist pump in. All right. Like, I thought to myself, he could be on board with this for an elongated period of time. How long that time is? I don't know, but he's the one who has to buy it. I don't have to buy it. We don't have to buy it. He's the one who's got to believe in what he's doing right now. Yeah, I just, I, I, I feel like he might be, but I'm with you. Like, we got to see more of it. It's for his own good. What happens? What happens when they have a really bad offensive game? It's going to happen. You play good teams. They didn't exactly light up the scoreboard in Las Vegas. 
Right, but but it was but it was still an efficient performance. Yeah. Um, things got a little stale there in the third quarter. They got maybe a little too conservative. But I'm talking about when you have that one game. That's gonna happen. It's just going to happen. Even good teams have it. Like, what's yeah. the game? Like the Packers scored three points in Week One. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. even the good offenses have bad Although weeks. I, I'll, I'll say my argument to that is maybe the Bears already had it against the well, Browns. Well, sure, but I think they're gonna have more. Is my point. So mm, what yeah. does that? What what's Nagy's response after that week? Yeah, you know, is, does yeah. he try to seize more of the influence, even on the play calling in games? And by the way, I, I the tweets coming in, love you guys, but stop with the conspiracy theories. Like, yeah, he, he's I, not every calling the play plays. Call. <laughs> it's like, oh, bad play call. That play didn't work. Um, let, let me guess, the quarterback sweep on third down, that was Matt Nagy's play call? Oh, yeah, that was a Matt Nagy, according to Twitter. Like, but, but just people asking, is Matt Nagy calling the plays again? Is Matt Nagy calling the plays? Look, every offensive coach has a play sheet. The position coaches have them too. That's normal. They, they, they're all, they need to know when, even when they coach their own position, guys, what calls could be coming up in what situations? Like, they're all on the same page. So he's still going to be standing there with the play sheet, okay? It's just going to be there, and he's going to hold it over his face when he's talking to his players. It does not mean he's calling the plays. I did. Like, the aggressiveness of Justin Fields was still there, though. I, I, at least I don't know how you felt as you watched the game live, but when I watched the game on TV... A couple shots down the field to Cole Komet. Like they yeah. gotta get that connection going. Um, the shot down the left sideline to Marquise Goodwin, right? Got yep. one foot in. Like I, I like that, that. Gotta keep that ball in bounds. It was a little bit of a foul ball by Justin. Yeah, yeah. Just slightly. And and I'll tell you what, the holding call that they called um which D B had it on Allen Robinson. And they might have called pass interference, whatever it was. A Rob could have made another difficult catch. Oh that he yeah, that that, yeah. that was pass interference. Yes. However, I, I without that. the hole, without the grab, that may have been a long completion. Because yes, A yes. Rob would have caught it in stride. It was a good ball, and he had enough separation that I'm not saying he would have taken off for a touchdown because I don't know that he has that speed, but it would have been a huge play. Yeah, the explosive plays could have been there. It's not like they weren't part of the offense against the Raiders. The the attempts were there, but there were misses. Maybe that's something that's figured out with, again, more time because Justin Fields, this is what, his third week now with the starters? Right. That's it? That's it? Um, that's it. Give him time. I, I think he's going to get better. Like, I, we forget with rookies, like, they're going to go through growing pains, but it's a really good sign when the guy's making big throws in the fourth quarter. He's not turning the ball over. He seems in control. He seems comfortable, poised. Like, I understand it's not going perfect, and he's not doing everything right. But this was a step up this week. Yeah. This was not the Lions. They have a good pass rush. The the Raiders do. It's a decent defense. It's a pretty good defense. And they managed to... Come up with a game plan, execute it. Shout out to the offensive line. I thought the run blocking was really good. I saw Olin shared that video of James Daniels oh, like, yeah. literally picking a dude up and superplexing he, him. He rock bottomed them. That's the correct <laughs> vernacular there. He rock bottomed them. Yeah, you're going to have to help me out on that one. What's <laughs> the, the superplex? Superplex? Did I just you make mean, that up? You mean the perfect plex, Mr. Perfect? I thought that was like when you pick somebody up and just. 
drive him to the ground. For all the people listening or, or watching on YouTube, be sure to criticize Adam for his oh. lack of WWE knowledge here. There is nothing I know less about, probably in the world. The Rock, except, may, except maybe Johnson. like heart, heart surgery. I never watched wrestling. I never ever did. Big time movie star right now. Z- yes, I know who he is. <laughs> Thank you. I actually, believe it or not, have a signed baseball from The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> he threw out the first pitch at a White Sox game and then was walking through the... St- this was back when I was pretty young. He was walking through the stands and I had a foul ball or something I got or maybe like a batting practice ball. And I just asked him to sign it. He just put a big R on it. Like, I don't even know if that's his real signature <laughs> or not. It's just, so I have this baseball with a giant R on it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's how he signs that's stuff. That's a good piece of memorabilia, though. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Maybe so, no, you know, Google his finishing move next, but well, and that was back in his wrestling days. So I did know who he was even before he was a big movie star. Yeah, for yeah. the record, I did like how the offensive line play. Going back to the James Daniels, like the interior of the offensive line is is doing well. Um, Jason Peters, I thought played pretty well. Yeah. Um, like I, I keep trying to put Peters his like his performance within context of what the hell he's doing here like why he's why he's here you know <laughs> like i think that's important right like this dude was on a freaking boat you know nearly retired but the bears were down to their third offensive tackle and they needed help and Juan Castillo obviously knows jason peters and here he is like occasionally like every every game you see him knock a guy over like pancake a guy yeah you know his opening drive against the lions was really impressive he had like four outstanding blocks yeah on that one drive alone last week, like, when I was going the through dude it, dude is forty years old. It's impressive. He's playing up playing a guys that are like eighteen years is younger than him. That's something. Oh, that is something. It, it is as long as he and, and I don't even think anyone's asking him to play at a Hall of Fame level. Just can't have games like he did against Cleveland, right? Like that's well, the entire offensive line can't have that. Exactly. Exactly. Um. And hey, Elijah Wilkins did look so, look fine coming in for Jermaine and Fetty. Did he get in a fight in that game? Like, the, like there was Who, some, not, yeah, not like a fight fight, but I I, I swear there was a highlight. Now that's if he did, back. I My missed mind, it. Yeah, yeah, I mean everybody was in a things, fight that game. Things got chippy, which is good. I, I like when your offensive line is chippy. I like when they when they have to be the baddest guys on your team. I mean that really was a physical football game, and. We've talked a lot over. You know what? We got to give the Bears credit because we've talked a lot of over the years about how the Bears are not physical enough. They they showed up and they 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 won that fight. Like that was that that was impressive. I, I just I found it to be a really impressive game, really from start to finish, and and then even when you get to that moment, late third, early fourth, where you feel like it's slipping away, and you're like, oh, we've seen this before. This is where Mitch Trubisky turns the ball over. And then they score down and score again. No, Justin made the throw. He, that's why I, I don't mean to put too much on one play, but that third and 12. It's a big play. Good route by Darnell Mooney. Justin did a great job with his eyes looking off to the left. He knew where he was going the whole time to Mooney. It was the first read. How many times do we see receivers run their routes short of the sticks? Mooney takes his deep enough curls back. 13 and the, yards. And the throw took him across the line, of, uh, the, 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 yeah. the the field again, line the game. What? Because they, they drop eight. There's not a lot of win- There's That window is small. So yeah. you have to do a really good job with your eyes to hold a defender over here and then 
needs to be a strike. And low where only Darnell could get it. Yeah, the Raiders only rushed three on that. Yeah. That's so, where your quarterback needs to be patient and he needs to have a fastball to get into a tight window. Good play that. call, but you got to have the quarterback to pull it off. That's just the kind of stuff, again, especially in the fourth quarter, we don't see from the Bears a whole lot. It just If there's one concern, it's that field seems to take some uh, unnecessary hits. Yes. That's part of it. I get it. I If you watch other rookies, except for maybe Mac Jones, who seems to get the ball rather quickly, um, they're taking some hits, which is part of it. But you need him to stay healthy, like that scramble that he had where his, his left knee kind of buckled. Didn't look good. He he. We know he's a big fan of Russell Wilson. He needs to watch more and more Russell Wilson, especially the stuff where he avoids taking hits. Um, I would watch Lamar Jackson, too. I mean, Lamar is kind of on a different planet in terms of some of the shiftiness he can do. Justin certainly has the speed. I don't know if he has that same type of suddenness in, in tight spaces. Um, as you're kind of seeing with him trying to do that spin move, and it's like, nah. Well, you know, I, think he's, it, I, well I, I think that's part of the, the learning curve, is it not? Like, oh, yeah, these guys, he's not at Ohio State anymore. Well, but the reason why I bring up Lamar is because he does such a good job of not taking hits. It's pretty amazing for us how much he runs. He is really, really good yeah. at either getting out of bounds. I mean, I've bound. seen him be tackled, but he's, he protects himself well yes. on almost every single run. Even if he's diving forward or running out of bounds or sliding, there's a lot of ways he protects himself. Yeah, so they they got to figure that out. Look, quarterback's going to take hits because your, your protection's not going to be perfect. But when you're out on your own, when you're out of the pocket, that's on you. That's on you to avoid the big hit. And um like that I that third round the third the third down run where he got rocked. Where he tried to spin? Yeah. I thought he had the first down, but he like if he dives forward to the right. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he did the right move there. You know, I think I think you just gotta die for it and hope you get there. Um and maybe you don't. Now, third downs, touchdown situations can be different. I mean, that's probably as it were as a coach, you're like okay with them trying to make the extra move, but you know, the, the, the tackle where he almost—he's so lucky he didn't have a knee injury. That's just one where you just got to go to the next play, man. Yeah, like, it just—that's just one of the ones you got to learn. You just got to go to the next play. All right, it's Packer week. You want to show you for real? You, you got you got to you got to beat this guy. Yeah, go Bears. Go Bears. Gonna play that a lot this week. Aaron Rodgers clips. F- you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh, Kenny Main. Kenny Main. They they. <laughs> I know we have a full other podcast to break them down on Thursday. Yeah. Other than his connection to Devontae Adams, which memo to the rest of the NFL, you might want to cover that guy. Yeah. Well, that's going to be a fun like, matchup. Like, I think this is going to be one where Jalen Johnson shadows. Travels, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good challenge. Good challenge. Um, There's some holes in that Packers team. There is. 
Even on defense, yeah. I don't think their defense is very good, but well, and that's the thing. I I didn't get to watch the whole game against the Bengals because it was right before the Bears game, but it was on in the press box. They certainly showing all the missed kicks, but it looked like to me, especially early on in that game, that the Bengals had no problem getting Jamar Chase open. No, no. So I watched that game actually on the plane coming back from Boston, and there were some missed opportunities there for the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow, speaking of like young quarterbacks still learning on the fly here, there's another example there. Talk about a guy who needs to get the ball quicker on some plays and tends to hold the ball too long. I guess this, that means the same thing. But you see examples of that um, in Burrow's game. But every now and then he makes you know electric plays like first overall pick should. But I think the Bears will see some uh, potential holes to take advantage of on both sides of the ball once they look at that film against the Bengals. Well, we'll break it all down on Thursday, obviously. Um but in terms of what it means for the Bears, I think it's good timing for this game. You know, it's you got two wins under your belt. There's obviously still some skepticism about how good you are. But you can make quite a statement if this is the time you beat Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, you have Justin Fields now. First of all, it's just big in the standings. It, it very well could be tied. First place right now, three and two. If one of those Bengals kicks goes in, yeah. um, they don't. So, yeah. so now you're game back. It's even more important now to win it. In general, though, it's important to beat the Packers. Matt Nagy's one and five against Green Bay. Like, you got to turn that around. Um, and you got to be naive if you don't think that part of the reason why Matt, Mike Pettin's on the staff is to help beat Green Bay. And so, and I kind of liked yesterday when Matt Nagy was asked about that. He didn't really shy away from it. You know, a lot of times you're like, ah, yeah, everybody's on different teams and, you know, whatever. No, he's like, yeah, we're going to listen to him. Coach that defense for three years. Practice against Aaron Rodgers every day in training camp. You know, like, there's there's going to be things with Mike Pettin this week that are going to help Sean Desai in the defense, and you you better believe that they're going to try to take advantage of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. What what game was that? That was the Trubisky game. Um, it was the twelve and four season, right? The game at home. Oh, that was yeah. the clincher. Yeah, they won the NFC North that day. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it feels like a long time ago. But Joe Philbin was the head coach in that game. Like the Packers yeah. were a mess. They were they, they were they, they were looking for a new coach. It was just. I don't want to minimize a win against the Packers to win the division, but that was a different team that day, even though Aaron Rodgers was playing. Yeah. So, but I'm with you on this. Like I, I see holes in green in the Packers right now. I see holes in that defense. I think this is a week where you can get more deep shots with Justin Fields. So oh, I guess they're this banged up in the secondary. It, it's like a validation week for the bears. It's a big opportunity. If you can beat the Packers, you are announcing yourselves as actual contenders this year. I'm not saying Super Bowl contender. I'm just saying like a legitimate team that's in the playoff hunt. Yes, but we are, it's 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 this. We are a good team. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just are not simply play, some pushovers. Yes, legitimate players to win the North. Like you beat Green Bay, you're tied at the top of the standings. You've won three games in a row. You are in the mix to win the division. It's still going to be hard with the schedule you have. 
but you lose, you fall back two games, you're back to 500, the schedule's hard, you got Tom Brady next week. It, it, you know, it, It's just a totally different vibe, but I think also even more specifically, you have a chance to validate some of the stuff you've done on offense. Can you do it against the Packers? Can you do it again? Can you change things up a little bit? You're still not going to have David Montgomery. Can you take some more deep shots? How does Justin Fields play? Like It's all part of it. And if it goes well, I feel like it's very, very significant. And if it goes poorly, it's going to be like, uh, you know, there's still the Bears. Well, I think it's, I just want to point out, like, everybody always freaks out about the schedule, like, before the year. Like, oh, the Bears are going to win three games. This still has to play out, right? Like, people forget that. Like, injuries happen. Teams are surprisingly are better. Some some are surprisingly worse. Look at, look at the Steelers. Yeah. Look at the injuries with the 49ers. Like, those are very winnable games now, the first half of the schedule for the Chicago Bears. Uh, and to your point, like, the schedule changes week to week. Yes. Uh, a week ago, I don't think anyone thought John Gruden would be dealing with an email controversy and the team, like, may or may not have been playing completely hard for him. So, yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, it's one of the great things about the NFL is how much it changes from week to week. And so... No, I think overall the schedule's still hard, but you know you don't know what's yeah, going to happen. <laughs> the Raiders thing is extremely unique. Like John Gruden had to go, had yeah, to go, crazy. and I'm sure there were some like questions about him in that locker room already going into this game. Um, more emails come out, even worse situation for the Raiders. But yeah, that's a uh, that's awful, awful. I mean. He, Rightfully out of the league right now. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I totally forgot to play the voicemails off the top of the podcast. I've been waiting for you to hit that button. Yeah. But, um, you know, I remembered before the podcast was over, which is what was important. So they're still here. Your voicemails are here. Another Victory Tuesday voicemail session. You're shaking your head. You got something? <laughs> you just no, mad at no, him playing no. earlier? Yeah. It's all right. You got White Sox baseball in your mind. It's fine. I do. I do. I'm headed to the game as soon shirt. as we get done with this. It's an obvious shirt. Obviousshirts.com. Right there with our Hogan Johns collection. Get them. All right. Here are your voicemails from Sunday. I'm guessing some of these might have been actually coming from Las Vegas. We'll have to see. Hello? Do you know who this is? Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Hogan John's voicemail. The Hogan John's voicemail line. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. Got any questions or comments about the Bears? Give the guys a call before, after, or even during the game. Go Bears! Hey, 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 Hoggy Cat, John the Pip. Kennedy Vector on the microphone stuff. It's Bob Dabrowski calling in from Allegiant Stadium. We're here in Nevada. The Bears just scored a touchdown just like everybody knew. Just for horse that catches Justin Fields. First touchdown in the league. And the Bears have scored. The Bears are going to continue to score because Justin Fields is the greatest player to ever play this game of football. And the Bears are going to the Super Bowl. The Bears, Super Bowl, Super Bears. You've heard it here first. Let's go Bears. Bear down Chicago Bears. 
I'm just going to say it. Jesper Horst is already more productive than Commander Graham. Put him on the field more. He's better. Big physical football. That is bad ball. Bad out. James from Iowa here. Let's go. Just keep it going. I think. Oof. I don't know. I, I, I don't know whether to be happy or not at this point. I'm trying to be happy. You know, I played left tackle in high school. Maybe the Bears will give me a call. Let's let's try it out. I, I, I might be able to play right. I don't know. Let's see. Let's go. Bear down. Yeah, I'm at my halftime poop right now, and I just want to say Khalil Herbert, f***ing amazing. Keep on running like that. What the f*** was Brooklyn Smith supposed to do? Not hit him? Well, cut the ball for a touchdown? He'll just shoulder. What the hell's going on here, guys? For the 80th time, can we not trust Justin Fields to run a boot play action on f***ing third down? Jesus Christ, guys. We know it's going to be a run every third down. We don't trust him to throw on a PA pass. This is terrible. Well, the kid cook. He can do it. Am I the only one sitting here thinking, like, they're somehow not unleashing Justin Fields yet? Like... Let Justin Cook, man. Like, I don't get this. I do not understand why we're running the ball with him on third down when he can do a PA rollout and utilize his feet and his arm. I don't, I don't get it. Why are we holding him back? Fair down. Let's win this game. Oh, my God. Is this what it feels like to win twice in a row? Let's go, baby! Woo! Hey, this is Patrick calling after the game. Bears, let's go! Big win for us. Big win for us. Walking home from the game. Big win for us. Let's go. Let's go. What's up? I'm calling from Mexico out here. Uh, just finished watching the game. Holy sh**. Uh, I love the Bears defense. I love Sean Desai. And I love the Bears. Bear down. Hogan Johns. Josh from Indianapolis. I went to the bar two weeks in a row. Bears got two wins in a row. I'm going to Vegas next weekend. You know what that means. Night, night, Packers. Bear down, baby. Bear down. Tyro, motherfucking Santos. What about the Bears? And uh, Carlos Santos. How about the closer, Cairo Santos? Well, you, you already referenced the Bengals. Packers game, right? Like, how about Rodrigo Blankenship last night again, you know, for the Colts? Yeah. One of these weeks is going to come down to a big field goal. He's got 34 straight now, Cairo Santos. Has it missed over a year, calendar Just, year, right? And he's draining them. You're the kicking expert on the show. How's the, how's the, <laughs> how's the uh, ball spinning? The, the, oh, the way it should be, not left to right. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, Frank Ragnow out for the year for the uh, Detroit Lions. Things just keep getting worse and worse and worse up there. Yeah. Out there, east of here. Detroit is east. And we'll be there on Thanksgiving. Again. Hooray. No. All right. Good voicemails. Appreciate it. Packer week. Enjoy it. Feels a little different. Feels like the Bears have a chance this week. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to pick them because I'm, I know better. Okay? Y- you want me to pick the Bears to beat the Packers? I- I've done it before, and it just always comes back and bites me. So, not doing it because of this guy. The Bears. But 
I might do it. Yeah, yeah, I know you're gonna do it. You're 100 percent gonna do it. Maybe you're gonna be right, <laughs> but uh, I can live with myself if I get the pick wrong by picking the Packers. If I pick the Bears and they lose, then I'm just gonna feel like an idiot again. It happens. All right, go watch your baseball game. Go, my what friend. if you're with me? No more. No one's with you anymore. Nobody's knocking on wood with you, John Gruden. Um. Yep. Well, we got the black going here today for the White Sox. That was one of my stadium observations from being in the what they call the Death Star. Apparently, they actually got like the actual permission from Star Wars, and they pay for the rights to call it the Death Star. But even though there was a lot of blue and orange in there, obviously with all the Bears fans, like the black. Embracing the black with the black seats and everything like that's cool. I think I think the White Sox should do that. That's what I'm saying. You see how Not cool these blackout games look. Yeah. Whatever happened you to the... Uh, well, they remodeled the stadium. I like yeah, the no, the stadium's yes, fine. Yeah. It was just like the green seats and stuff. Like, I'm just saying that they should they should try to make that more of a... Oh, a thing. Okay. A thing. Because it looked cool in, in Las Vegas, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, they had, now they are the White Sox. I, I remember going to the playoff game where they were given white towels. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know if they had white towels or black towels the other night. I think they gave away towels, though. So I guess we'll see in a little bit because I'm heading down there today. So see if they can extend the season by one more day. Got I'm all in for that. I was just giving you a hard time off the top. Of baseball, the baseball's unbelievable. How you can have this super long 162 game. Like the last couple months to me have just sucked because you know the the White Sox were going to win the division. And they're just like playing out the string. And then it's like, bam, bam, they lose two games in a row. And you're like, oh, man, that was it? Yeah. I like it's still come back. I don't, I don't feel great about it against the Astros, but it's just, it ends well, too quickly. Well, what's that song, My Journey, that you guys played back in the day? Don't stop believing. There you go. Okay. Rock it out. Fine. On the way down to Dan Ryan. All right. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Read me at NBCSportsChicago.com. Ten Bears things up for you to read while a film study coming to Johnsy's on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns, where you go to subscribe. Check out our t-shirts, obviousshirts.com. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Hit the notifications. All the stuff we talk about here that you can visually see. We didn't used to be able to do that with the podcast. But now you can check us out on YouTube if you want or, you know, you're chilling with Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you do, listening in your car. It's all good, too. We're everywhere you need us to be. What is that, like Visa? Was that like a Visa line? Or everywhere you want to be or whatever? I sponsor the show now, too. Yeah. All right. Talk to you on Thursday, Packer Week. Some honking outside. See ya. Go Bears.